Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Pray and have a prepared heart that the Word of God will affect your heart, will change you, that God will speak to you personally, that the portion of the message that is for you will come to you in a very spectacular way. Father, we are grateful and thankful. We thank you for the privilege and the opportunity we have to be in your presence to hear your word. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. You are our advocate. You are our teacher. You are our helper. Help us through this message. Minister to our hearts. Teach us. Change us. Transform us. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We love you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, with a clap offering. Why don't you take your seats and turn your Bibles with me to Psalm number 23. Uh, we want to continue our message on I shall not want. I shall not want. Psalm 23. I shall not want. Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. Can you say it aloud? Say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hallelujah. It means when God is your shepherd, or if you make God your shepherd, you will never be in a place of want. You shall not want. You will not have a need. You will not have a situation where you lack. Hallelujah. Says the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He makes me. God will make you to lie down in green pastures. So you have to know how God makes you in particular lie down in green pastures. Hallelujah. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Hallelujah. Do you see as we are reading, everything we are reading is the Lord doing, the Lord leading, the Lord taking you somewhere, the Lord guiding you. Hallelujah. And then he says, yea, though I walk, now it is you, you have decided to walk. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You see, whenever we walk on our own, whenever we decide to provide for ourselves, do you see where it leads us? It leads us through the valley of the shadow of death. But God is merciful. And he says, because you have made him my shepherd, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. Hallelujah. Then it says, Thou preparest 
a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. So don't fight all your enemies out of your life. You can't fight all your enemies. People don't like you and you are angry. You are fighting them. You are fighting everyone who doesn't like you. Where will that table, where will the Lord prepare the feast when he wants to prepare a table in the presence of your enemy? You have driven all your enemies away. So God wants to show your enemies how powerful he is. Amen. You know the God you serve, he's a show of God. He likes to show off. He likes to show his power. Amen. So sometimes he creates enemies around you. He will make someone like Pharaoh, very stubborn, boss around you, let that, that God will have an opportunity to show him his power. Amen. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Then he says, surely. Say, surely. Say, surely. Say, surely. Say, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Not only on your birthdays. Not only on your wedding day. Not only on your anniversaries. But all the days of my life. Now, when goodness and mercy are following you every day of your life, you will not lack anything. It means that you don't have any lack. Hallelujah. And that David says, because of that, I will dwell in the house of the Lord every other Sunday. Once in a while. I'll show up in the house of the Lord on Christmas Sunday. Carol services. 31st night. Easter. Is that what he's saying? If you are making the Lord your shepherd, then you say, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever. Amen. Forever. Is somebody listening? Yes. So we learn about four principles of I shall not want. And we says, you, number one, know that God is an excellent provider. Number two, that you must be able to recognize God's provision for you. Hallelujah. And number three, know how God provides for you. How? The how of God's provision. The methods of God's provision. Hallelujah. And number four, you must develop and use what God has given you. Amen. And so we have learned the different ways by which God provides we have learned so many different ways by which God provides. We said God provides for us through a father. Next, we said God provides for us through a miracle. God provides for us through a job. Hallelujah. God provides for us through association. Did we say that? And then we said God provides for us through traveling. Did we, did we go through that? Okay. Okay, so... We ended there with God providing for us through association. That you associate, God will bring you to associate with someone and that he will use it as a blessing. And one example that we saw was about Laban. How that he associated with Jacob 
And he knew, he says, and Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord had blessed me for thy sake. The Lord has blessed me because of you, because of my association with you. So there are different ways by which God will provide for you. God will provide for us in so many different ways. Hallelujah. And so I am showing you in the scriptures how God provides for different people. That if you are working with the Lord, you will have the humility and accept how he will provide for you. Is that clear? Because God does not provide for all of us the same way as you are learning. God does not provide for us. God does not have one method of provision for all of us. So you ought to be open to how God makes provision. Hallelujah. And as I'm teaching you this, you may realize in your life that you had an encounter with this. You had a situation like this. And it was God's way of providing for you, but you weren't aware of it. Amen. So the next one is through traveling. God will provide for you through traveling. Leaving your country to go to another place. Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 1. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. God will provide for you through what? Traveling. See, now pastor is teaching us to travel. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God will provide for you through traveling, leaving your country to go to another country. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 1, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country. Leave your country. Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, and from thy house, your father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation. Hallelujah. Are you, are you, are you following how God is preparing to make provision for Abraham? God can make Abraham a great nation in his own country. But God chose to let Abraham take a journey to travel outside of his country. He says, get thee out of thy country and I will make for you a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. Hallelujah. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curse thee and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. You see, so this is how God is making provision for Abraham. That he will bless him, he will make him a wealthy person, and he will protect him. Can not God do this while Abraham is in his own country? But for Abraham, this is the method that God has chosen to bless him. Are you following? Yes. 
So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. Hallelujah. You see, so God has different methods of providing for us. For Abraham, God wanted him to take a journey, to travel. It was a different method how God provided for Isaac. Isaac had an inheritance. Isaac inherited wealth from Abraham, his father. Are you listening? And it was different how God provided for Jacob. Isaac was wealthy. We saw in the scriptures, besides the inheritance, God blessed him also. God added to him. And Isaac was wealthy, but we didn't hear in the scriptures that Isaac left his wealth to his sons. Jacob had to work for his wealth. This is how God provided for him. God provided for Jacob through his job. God gave him favor. That he was, he, he, he increased, he, he, he had more than the man who employed him. Through his job. So God has different methods of providing for each person. And you ought to be prepared and welcome God's provision. Know that God can provide in this way also. Is somebody listening? Many people from poor third world countries have been provided for by the Lord through traveling. Through traveling. Are you listening? Many families now have at least one person, I'm talking about from these poor third world countries, almost every family has one person who has traveled outside of their country. Do you see? And God is using a means to provide for others through the travel of other people. Are you listening? So if God has made way for you to travel, understand. You see, God said to Abraham, look at the scripture. It says, it says, go back to, I think, verse 3. Verse 3. It says, I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. It says, I will bless you, and you'll be a blessing. I think verse 2. Is that correct? You have to move. He says, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I'm making you take this journey, and I will bless you, and you'll be a blessing. You'll be a blessing means that the blessing that will come to you will reach others. Amen. So if God has blessed you and you, are, you have traveled and he has blessed you, remember that there are others that God had in mind. God had in mind because God had a way or has a way of providing for every person. Are you listening? For others, they will not travel, but God will make someone travel out of them who will be a blessing to them. So 
Know how God provides for others. Know how God provides for you. And if God has blessed you, do not forget the others that God had in mind for which he brought you to another place. Are you listening? And so if God has brought you to a goodly land, he had a purpose. He had a plan. You have to work. You have to earn. You have to have so that you'll be blessed and let the blessing reach others. And don't just gather just for you and forget all the others. That when people call you and they are asking for something, you are angry. You are angry, not knowing that God blessed thee, that you will make you a blessing to others. Amen. Why do you think, why do you think they call you? Why do you think they don't call your cousin who is in the village somewhere, but they call you? Why? Because they know that you are in a blessed place. God has brought you to a place where you are blessed. That is why they will call you. God has brought you to a goodly land. And they know. And God knows. Amen. Joseph had to travel. Joseph had to travel in order for his dream to be fulfilled. Joseph will never had been a king or a prime minister if he was dwelling with his brethren. His journey was not something that he planned. Some people, their journeys are not planned. Situations move them away from where they are. Are you listening? Some people, they are wanted. And they run away. And whatever God has in mind and plan for you, he will bring you to where he wants to bring you. Moses had to go somewhere in order for him to encounter the Lord. Not in Pharaoh's house. And it wasn't a journey that he wanted to take. But he ran away. Are you listening? So your dreams of becoming a lawyer, your dreams of becoming a nurse, becoming an accountant, becoming a doctor, will probably not be fulfilled in your own country. It will not be fulfilled. I know some people who never would have become certain professionals if they had stayed in their own country. Do you see? But God will move you. God will move you in order for his plans to be fulfilled. And that is not for everyone. Amen. There are many Americans also and many Europeans who also have to travel. They have to travel to Africa. They have to travel to the Caribbeans. They have to travel to other places to prosper. Are you listening? So it's, it's, it's God's plans. God's plans. Amen. And it's not everyone that has to travel in order to prosper. The next one, the next point, is God will provide for you through staying in your own country. <laughs> through staying in your own country. Amen. That you don't go anywhere. Genesis chapter 26. 
and verse 1. Genesis 26 and verse 1. It says, And there was a famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, go not down into Egypt. Why did the Lord say that? Because Isaac was planning to go to Egypt. There was famine in the land. And those days, Egypt was like the America of the day. Egypt was the USA. And everyone, that was where prosperity was. That's where everyone was going. Okay? When there was famine in several lands, everyone was going to Egypt. Because Egypt was the place. Amen. So, Isaac was also contemplating on traveling like everyone else. And the Bible says, and the Lord appeared unto him and said, go not down into Egypt. Don't travel. Don't go anywhere. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Stay where you are. Don't travel. Sojourn in this land. Settle in this land. Live in this land. Work in this land. I will, and I will bless, I will, I will be with thee and will bless thee. Are you listening? I said God has a way of providing for everyone. And you ought to know how God makes provision. You have to know how God makes provision. Such that when it falls to you, you will know that this is God's provision. He says, for unto thee and unto thy seed, I will give all these countries and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. Hallelujah. This is the instruction for Isaac. Now, you have to know how God provides. Because when you look and there's farming in the land, when there's farming, crops do not grow. When there's farming, farmers are not successful. There's no rain. Animals die. So when you look at the surroundings, there is no hope. Are you listening? But go to verse 12. Verse 12, the same chapter. It says, then Isaac, based on that instruction, decided not to travel. So Isaac sold in that land, the land where there was farming. The same year, when the famine was on, the Bible says, and he received in the same year a hundredfold. A hundredfold. That means hundred times the usual harvest. Are you listening? You have to understand God's provision. Hundred times the usual harvest. And the Lord blessed him the same year where there was farming. Kinsley, are you listening? And the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward. That means he was elevated. He was moving on. He went forward and grew until he became very great. 
Hallelujah. Until he became very great. Verse 14, it says, For he had possessions of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. Why would they not envy him? When people are envious of you, it means God has blessed you. So don't fight that people are envious of you. If you don't have anything, nobody will be envious of you. So it's a blessing that people are envious of you. Isn't that so? And the Philistines, knowing how difficult it is to be in the land and to prosper, they saw this man prosperous when there was farming everywhere. And they envied him. Hallelujah. So God provides for us in different ways. The next point, God provides for us through your church. Through your church. God provides for you through your church. God will provide for you through this church. Amen. Amen. Many people have acquired professions through the church. Many people have acquired jobs through the church. Many people have acquired even habitat, place to live, through the church. Many people have found husbands and wives through the church. And children through the church. God has a way of providing for you. Hallelujah. When God places you in the church, suddenly he has given you a very large family. Suddenly he has given you a very large network. Are you listening? Because, you see, when God puts you in a church, he has put you with, with, with a person who knows so many other people that now they have become your network. Are you listening? That you need this, even if it is not in the house, you know someone that is in the house that knows someone. When God connects you in the church, he has given you such a large family. A large family. Hallelujah. You came here alone. You didn't know anyone. But you step in the house of God. Suddenly you have increased. Suddenly the provision. Suddenly supplies. Suddenly there's a large network of people that you would never would have connected to. Suddenly you have access to free medical provision. Suddenly you have access to good lawyers. You have access to um, good um, driving um, um, instructors. <laughs> Suddenly, you would never would have dreamt of having a license. But because of where God placed you, now you, you have a car. You can drive. Are you listening to what I'm sharing with you? I'm sharing with you a very important message. That when God places you in a church... He has given you a very large network of families. You say you don't have insurance. Your mother doesn't have insurance. Your mother doesn't have this. Your father doesn't have this. You have someone that the Lord provides in his house that will connect you to someone that knows someone that will provide your mother or your father with insurance. Amen. 
Acts chapter 4 and verse 32. Acts chapter 4 and verse 32. It says, for he had possession, mercy. Acts chapter 4 and verse 32. It says, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that out of the things which he possessed was his own. But they all had things in common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Great grace was upon them all. When the Lord places you in his house, a certain grace comes upon you. And it's not ordinary grace. It is not the same grace that would have come upon you if you were alone in your home. It is not the same grace that would have come upon you if you arrived in this land and you didn't have a church. The moment you enter into the house of God and you join the brethren, he says, there is great grace that is upon them all, all. They don't single you out. When it's you, they all come to support you. There is great grace that is upon them. And then he says, neither was there any among them that lacked. God has a way of providing. Perhaps God wants to provide for you in this church, but your heart is, the commitment is not clear with God. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. As long as you have need, God is making provision in his house for you. If there is a need, the provision is in the house of God. If there is a need, the provision is in the house of God. And then you realize that everyone was contributing so when God places you in the house of God, he expects you to also contribute because he intends to make provision for all. Are you listening? You don't understand the message. God places you in his house and he says that there's great grace that is upon you. Set your heart properly. To be a part of them. You see, beginning of that where we read, verse 32. Verse 32. It says, and the multitude of them that believe were of what? One heart. One heart. They were of one heart and one soul. When the people are one, when there is one heart and one soul, when they are in union, it is so easy for the Lord to bless. He says, when he sees a place where the people are one, where they have unity, where they have one heart, he says, there he commands his blessing. He commands his blessing. It's very easy for him to bless. But the way your heart is, it's not one heart with the rest of us. Amen. Amen. It's not one heart. The way you talk about the church, it's not one heart. 
The way you come and dance with us and eat with us, it's not the same way you talk about us when you are outside. It's not the same. You have a divided heart. Are you listening? And so certain provisions are not met in your life. Hallelujah. The next point. God provides for you through a marriage. God will provide for you through a marriage. Hallelujah. Through a marriage, God will make provision for you. Amen. You may come from a very poor background, but God can place you in a certain marriage that will transform your life completely. (laughs) Amen. Yes, truly harvest time. That the marriage will really become your harvest time. Amen. God can turn your life around through a marriage. Do you believe that? God can make you into someone that you never would have become, but through a marriage, God will make that provision for you. So when you are in a marriage, have preparation that this is a way that God is going to make provision for you, and he will bless you. Amen. Amen. And you can be a man, and you, God will place you into a marriage with a certain woman that will become a great blessing in your life. <laughs> Amen. So don't say that, as for me, I don't like women's money. You know, I, I, have, I have to work for my own, and I have to, I, I have to, have my, I don't drive my wife. I mean, if the, the car was bought by my wife, I'm not going to drive it, and... This is how God is making provision for you. He says, see, see that I have made provision for you. Behold that I have made provision for you. Enjoy it. One day Bishop was saying that um, he and his wife were to go to a certain place. And his wife, Lady Reverend, went there first. And when she went there, she started working. She got a job. And she started working. This was in early days of their marriage. And she struggling, working, working, and then she earned some money. And then later on, Bishop also arrived. And he came to the place. And when he came, he said, how are things going? She said, oh, I found this job. I've been doing it for some time now. He said, how much do you have now? She says, this is what I have. And then she handed everything over to him. She says, this is, all I, this is what I have. This is what I have saved. And she handed it to him. And then the next day, she was going out. She was going to town. And she says, oh, you're going out. How much do you need? <laughs> and then she took money and gave to her how much she needed. This is the blessing. He said, this is the moment, this is how God is providing for me. This is how God is, I'm not going to say that I'm a big man, and this is my wife's money, and so I will not take it. Are you listening? Today, it's not the same situation. So there will be a stage in your life where God is using that marriage to make provision for you. Be humble and allow God to bless you. Amen. 
God can change your life through a marriage. Esther chapter 2 and verse 5. Esther, Esther chapter 2 and verse 5. It says, Now in Shushan, the palace, there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jer, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish, a Benjamite. Verse 5. Verse 6. Who had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captivity which had been carried away with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away. So they were captured from the war when Nebuchadnezzar took over Jerusalem and brought them as captives, as slaves to Babylon. Are you listening? Then it says in verse 7, and he brought up Hadassah, that is Esther. Esther's other name is Hadassah. And he brought up Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter. So Esther was Mordecai's uncle's daughter. So actually Esther was Mordecai's cousin his younger cousin. For she had neither father nor mother. Esther was an orphan. And the maid was fair and beautiful. So that is all Esther had in life. She was an orphan and she was a slave. A very bad combination. You don't have a father, you don't have a mother, and you are a slave. So there's no hope in life for you. So the only hope, the only thing she had, the Bible says, the maid was fair and beautiful. That's all. Sometimes even poverty can make your beauty look ugly. Do you see? Sometimes you see somebody very beautiful if you look closely at the features. Very beautiful, but because of the place the person is. Your hair is kinky, you can't, you know, and it's, 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 it's marvelous. Such was Esther's situation. So imagine a beautiful girl who cannot even take a shower because you are a slave and they are bringing you from Jerusalem to Babylon. Where are you going to take a shower? So you can imagine how her hair is knotted and she, her feet dirty, tattered clothes, no hope in life. He says, whom Mordecai, when her father and mother were dead, took for his own daughter. So Mordecai took this child, this young girl, as her own daughter when her parents died and raised her. And the Bible says, so it came to pass, when the king's commandment and his decree was heard, and when many maidens were gathered together unto Shushan the palace, to the custody of Haggai, that Esther was brought also unto the king's house, to the custody of Haggai, keeper of the women. So when, you remember King, uh, when Vashti, the queen, had disobeyed the king, and now the whole princess of Persia 
had decreed that Vashti should be demoted from her throne as a queen, and they should find now a new wife for the king. So they gathered all the young women in the province, and they brought them, and Mordecai, who was now serving in the king's palace as a slave, managed to sneak Esther into the group. Are you listening? Managed to sneak Esther into the group. And the maiden is, her guy was the one that was taking care of them. The Bible says she pleased him. Her guy, I don't know why they put a man to be in charge of all the young virgins to provide for him. He was a new eunuch in the palace. And the Bible says, and the maiden pleased him. And she obtained kindness of him. And he speedily gave her thanks for purification. To clean her hair, wash her face, you know, all the dirt on her face, her feet, smelly body, to clean up. Do her nails, put on makeup, Esther, suddenly. He says the man, the man, the man saw her and... You see, because I'm showing you how God makes provision for each person. God has given Esther favor. That is one of the prayers I love to pray. The favor of Esther. That Hegai now liked Esther. And giving Esther everything that Esther needed to polish up. Which things such as belong to her. And seven maidens which were meet to be given her. Esther alone were giving seven women to dress her up, to wash her, to prepare her, to do her makeup, to do her hair. Seven maidens. And he preferred her and her maids unto the best of the house of the women. Amen. Now go to, this is verse 7. Go to verse 16. So they prepared all the women and each woman will be brought to the king. Each young maiden will be brought to the king. You spend the night to the king. And then when you come from this house, you go to the king's palace and then they move you to another house. So if you go to that house, it may be the last time you are seeing the king. So they give you bye-bye. Now it was Esther's time. So the night before, they will ask you, what do you want? What, what ornaments you want, anything that you prefer, they will give you, and then you put on your best to present yourself. They give you the chance to present yourself the best, and you present yourself. So now it was Esther's turn. And so the Bible says, so Esther was taken unto King Ahasuerus into his royal house in the 10th month, which is the month Tibet, in the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Esther above all the women. The king loved Esther above all the women. I'm telling you how God makes provision for each person. And she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. So that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Suddenly, a slave, an orphan, suddenly 
God has placed you in a marriage where now, you, because of the marriage, you have become a queen. Your type of food is changed. The clothes you wear are changed. Your perfume is changed. The, the people around you are changed. Everything is changed. I say God can place you in a marriage that will transform your life totally. Do you believe such things? So if God has given you a marriage, see that it is a blessing. Then the king made a great feast unto all his princes and his servants, even Esther's feast. The feast was called Esther's feast. And he made a release to the provinces and gave gifts according to the state of the king. Clap your hands together for the Lord. So know how God makes provision. God does not have one method of providing for everyone. God provides for us in so many different ways. And so if God has given you a marriage, see that this is how God is going to bless you and be open to God's blessings. I am not saying that your marriage is going to be a blessing. Are you listening? Because people have also married that they were not blessed. But when you are in the marriage, have preparation that God is going to use this marriage to bless you. So that when the window, the window of blessing is coming, you don't step away. Are you listening? You don't step away. Know how God is going to transform your life. Many people, God will bless you through your marriages. I'm telling you. God will bless you through your marriages. Things that you have not done before because of the marriage, God will make a provision. Things that you have never received before, people that you have never met before, because of the marriage, God will make provision. Places where you would never would have dreamt to be because of the marriage, God will make provision. You will sit and dine with people that you would never would have sat with. You would never would have dined with. But because of the marriage, God can make that provision. Are you listening? So when you see these things, see that this is God's provision. See that this is God's provision and give God the glory. Are you listening to me? You are not understanding the message. Amen. If through the marriage, if through the marriage, you are able now to get to a certain place, you are able now to do certain things, See that this is the blessing of God. Are you listening? See that this is the blessing of God. And give God the glory. And don't say that it is my work, it is my hand, it is my hard work that has earned me this. It is my hard work that, because there are certain things that would never would have come to you if it wasn't for the marriage. God has different ways of providing for us. Hallelujah. Well, our time is up. There are so many provisions that we cannot go over them today. But God has different ways that you provide for us. And I pray that your eyes be open, that when the power of God is coming and bringing your blessings, your eyes will be open. You will not close it off. Sometimes the marriage is going to be a, such a blessing, but the beginning doesn't look so great. The beginning of the marriage doesn't look so great. In fact, the person that God is going, bringing into your life to be a blessing 
It may not be like King Hazarius today, but he's going to be a King Hazarius in 10 years. If only you welcome God's provision for you. I, I was sharing with you that many great men did not look great in the beginning. If they were to give you Esther to marry, you see, you will not stay. You say, this slave girl with knotted hair like that, you will not take. But if you know God's provision and you make God your shepherd, you will welcome his provision and you understand his ways of providing. Clap your hands together for the Lord and rise to your feet as we bring the service to a close. Father, we are grateful and thankful. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this great revelation, how you make provision for us. Lord, we pray that our ears be open and our eyes be open. That, Lord, when you come our way with our provision, we do not shut them off in the name of Jesus. When your door is open, Lord, let our eyes be open that we will walk through those doors in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, if there's anyone here, you are not born again, you want to give your life to Christ, you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my master, as my savior. I want to be born again. I don't want to go to hell if I die. I want to welcome Jesus into my life. If that is your prayer, you want to receive Jesus Christ as your savior. Wherever you are, Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. If that is your prayer, lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus as your Savior. You want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life. You are saying, I do not want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to burn in hell. If that is your prayer, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Why don't you all join me as we say this prayer together and say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. Please forgive me of my sins. Please forgive me of my Please sins. have mercy on me. Please have mercy on me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Receive me. Receive me. As one of your servants. As one of your servants. I accept you accept as my savior. As my savior. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the Lamb Book of Life. In the love book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me today. For saving me today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church, located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York, at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.